Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Well, hey there, and happy Thursday. I guess it's Thursday as this episode is coming out, but it's actually Wednesday as I'm recording this. Um, But anyways, welcome back to a new episode of the Dietitian Success Podcast. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. I am having an awesome week. We just closed the doors to enrollment for Dietitian Success Center for spring 2022, Um, and I think it went really well. So if you've been following my journey with Dietitian Success Center for a little while, uh, you'll know that earlier this year, and I try and be really transparent about this stuff because I think it's a really cool learning opportunity. I know for me, I always learn best when I'm just learning from other people's experiences. And so I always like to share just some of the behind the scenes of the business um, because I think it's a really great way to learn. So I... um, Uh, So earlier this year, I switched the sales strategy for Dietitian Success Center uh, from an always open model to an open close model. Um, So what does this mean if you've never heard of this before? Well, previously, Dietitian Success Center was open all the time for enrollment. So that means that you could join at any point throughout the year. Now, what we do is we have specific enrollment periods throughout the year. So why did we do that? Well, There were honestly a number of different reasons for this. Um, Part of it, which I'm going to talk about today, is honestly just the need to test and learn in a business and figure out the sweet spot in terms of what works and what doesn't work. Because I say this all the time, and I think honestly anybody who (laughs) tells you otherwise is um, full of you know what, but... I, there's no one one right way to run a business and there's no one right way to be successful in a business. And so there has to be a degree of testing and learning to see what works for your audience, what works for your niche, what works for you as a business owner, what works depending on your price point, depending on your offer. So it's all a big, and I'm two years into Um, actually, sorry, longer than that, two and a half years, almost three years into full-time entrepreneurship. And I'm still constantly testing and learning what, in order to get that really solid, in order to reach that really solid sweet spot. So anyways, that's part of the process. But so the decision here, the biggest thing actually for me was feeling like by switching to an open close model, it allowed me to feel like I could compartmentalize my work a little bit more throughout the year. Um, It allowed me to plan and to focus a lot better. So um, also, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that each year I come up with a word for the year. Um, And so actually last year, this was my word for last year, was focus. And I'm still bringing that word into 2022 because I really am starting to learn the true importance of focusing and focusing your efforts. Stop trying to do all the things. Stop trying to um, 
stop trying to uh, spread yourself too thin. Let's focus our efforts on specific tasks at specific times. And generally, when you do that, it ends up being fewer, bigger, better. So um, anyway, so for me, it just really feels better to be able to focus my efforts on um, you know, sales and market, so strong sales for DSC during specific times of the year, as opposed to feeling like I need to sell all the time. And then, so basically I can concentrate my efforts when it comes to sales to specific periods of time. And then I can focus in between those times on nurturing, making sure my current customers are having the best time ever, Um, focusing on marketing, focusing on growing my list, focusing on adding value, focusing on creating content. And so it's sort of this flow throughout the year that I really like. So we'll see, right? This could also change. (laughs) This is working for me right now, but we'll see later this year, maybe I'll do something different. Um, And I actually myself just enrolled in a new coaching program. And so I'm so excited to also get some feedback on this business model, right? To see how has it worked for other people? Do other people prefer evergreen versus open close? You know, maybe there were some things that I wasn't doing with evergreen um, that I could try. So, you know, I, I just really feel like the value in coaching or being a part of a group like this is that you just, you get to learn from so many other people's perspectives and you, you, the ability to get a perspective that is completely different from your own and the ability to get to a, from a to B, um, by learning from other people, I just really can, I I don't think it can be overstated. And so I am a huge proponent of investing in coaching, investing in masterminds, investing in groups. And that's truly why I, if I look back on my business journey, I see that when I've actually had the biggest jumps, when I've made the biggest changes have all been because I've learned from other people. So it's a pretty, it's pretty telling for sure, but it's just about finding the right thing for you. So anyways, anyways, that was a little update for you. Now I want to get into the topic of this episode, which is Three ways that perfectionism is sabotaging your business. (laughs) Um, Hopefully that wasn't too much of a clickbait title, but um, I think that this is a really important topic to talk about because it comes up all the time, all the time. So I want to ask you who here is listening and identifies as a perfectionist. (laughs) Likely every single one of us raises our hand to some degree and there might be just degrees of it, right? It's not a yes or no. It's a, well, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. And I think that, and I used to be a really, I used to identify uh, as a perfectionist through and through. And actually this is a funny story. I don't even know if I've told this on the podcast before. But when I was in kindergarten, I think it was kindergarten, my teacher actually gave me a little document, one page document, and I can actually picture what it looked like. That's how funny this was. Um, It was a document that I was supposed to bring home to my parents about perfectionism. (laughs) Because even in kindergarten, I was exhibiting signs of perfectionism. Um, and so anyway, so I, I used to, used to heavily identify as being a perfectionist through and through. 
And slowly over time, I have absolutely let go of a lot of my perfectionism because I've been able to recognize that if I'm a perfectionist in my business, I don't do anything. I get nothing done. I don't move forward. Things move at snail's pace and I stay really stuck. I think that in order to be a successful business owner, you have to be okay with the idea of imperfect action, which means taking action regardless of whether it feels quote unquote perfect or not. Because we all know perfectionism, it's so subjective. What does that even mean? Perfectionism is a moving target. You're never going to reach perfection, (laughs) right? Because it's always one step ahead of where you are, because that's just who we are as people, right? Nothing's ever good enough. And so We have to just decide that something is good enough and we have to just put it out there anyways. And so I want to run through this little list that I have here. And I am, I'm saying that, you know, if, and these are things that I, I myself have identified with in the past, or I observe all the time with my clients and the people that I work with and DSC members, if you can answer any of these questions with a yes then you're probably suffering from some degree of perfectionism. And I do want to be clear here that perfectionism and quality aren't actually the same thing. We all want to make sure that we are publishing high quality work. That's important, that we are doing well by ourselves, that we're doing well by our clients. But I think where the difference lies is the degree to which it stops you from moving forward. So it almost, I think with perfectionism, it almost feels like Uh, you hit this wall of resistance that says, even if something's done, if it doesn't feel 100% perfect to me, I can't put it out into the world. So let's run through some scenarios that I've experienced myself and I've observed with my clients, I've observed with DSC members, whereby if you answer yes to any of these, there is a degree of perfectionism happening that's likely sabotaging your progress in your business. Okay, so first one, you have spent more than an hour on a Canva graphic for an Instagram post. (laughs) Uh, I love this one. Okay, Uh, number two, and I'm guessing that many of us have done this before. I've certainly done this before. I don't do it anymore at all. If you see me spending more than five minutes on a Canva graphic for an Instagram post, uh, then something has gone wrong <laughs> because that's how that's how much I don't care anymore about Instagram posts being perfect Canva graphics. Um, I literally just have templates where I change the text and it takes me 30 seconds and I recommend you do the same thing too. Uh, anyways, you create something and then you redo it multiple times. So let's say that you, and I see this a lot with a video. So like if you created a video for an Instagram story or you forget, you created a module for an online course, a YouTube video, and you actually redo it multiple times. You have a blog article that is done, but it's been sitting in draft mode on your website for a while. I used to do this all the time back when I had a food blog, all the friggin' time. I would do recipes, I would do blog posts, and they would sit in draft mode. It's like, what am I doing? You keep saying that you're going to drop by that gym, that health clinic, wherever to introduce yourself and you haven't done it yet. You have a pitch that you've written, but you haven't sent it out to any brands yet. You've been saying that you were going to start a business for a while now and you haven't acted on it yet. You started your business, but you haven't told anyone about it. (laughs) 
You sit down to create content for social media and you feel an immense pressure to pick the perfect topic so you end up not posting anything. You find yourself judging other people's imperfections. So let's say that you see a spelling mistake in an email or in an Instagram post and you find yourself actually judging other people or you find yourself judging your own imperfections you put out an email with a spelling mistake or an Instagram post with a spelling mistake and you, you berate yourself for it um, and you judge yourself for your own imperfections. Uh, and lastly, you keep telling yourself that you need to get more education before you can get started working on that thing that you've been thinking about working on. How did that feel for you? <laughs> did any of those trigger something for you? Um, I know that to some degree, all of them have impacted me at some point in my business journey. And by the way, the goal in this episode is not to make you feel bad about any of this stuff. It's to hopefully bring about a sense of awareness because awareness is the very first step to changing behavior. We need to be aware of the behavior and then we can change it. If we're not even aware that, and some of us maybe aren't, right? We're not even aware that perfectionism is stopping us from moving forward and is actually sabotaging our business. So how can we possibly change it? So that's my objective here is just to build awareness. And so why do we have these feelings? Why do we let perfectionism stop us? Well, I know for me, so just from observing my one-on-one clients and then also my own feelings around this, when I was really struggling with perfectionism, I really found that the rationale tended to be because I was actually afraid of being judged by other people. If I'm not perfect, people are going to judge me. Or I was afraid of my own judgment of myself. Um, I would also feel this fear of getting in trouble, whether that be from a dietetics regulatory perspective, a legal perspective, whatever. And this was a big one for me, especially as a new dietitian. And so I felt like, well, as long as I'm perfect, then I can't get in trouble. I can't do anything wrong. Um, feeling like you're losing control is the last one. Um, okay. So now I want to segue into three of the most common ways that I see perfectionism sabotaging businesses left, right, and center. Um, and I hope that these are helpful for you just in terms of building awareness and then figuring out where to go from here. So the first way that I see perfectionism sabotaging businesses is, and I've alluded to it already, it's this idea that it's stopping you, it stops you from getting started or it stops you from moving forward. So depending on where you're at in your business journey, you might relate to the getting started piece or you might relate to the moving forward piece. Um, and I think that the most common thing that I see with my clients is getting hung up in this analysis paralysis, which I believe is actually a symptom of perfectionism. We're so afraid of making the wrong choice that we don't make a choice at all. And in turn, that holds us back. It stops us from getting started. It stops us from moving forward. And I see this a lot in the tech space. So when we're choosing tech for whatever it is in our business, whether that be our website, our EMR platform, um, a podcast, microphone, whatever it is, you know, choosing people get really hung up on choosing the right platform. And so they don't choose any platform. I also see this a lot with niching, um, this feeling of an immense pressure to choose the perfect niche, to choose the right niche. Um, and I always like to remind people that 
you're never stuck with anything. You can pivot anything in a business because this is your business actually. And you have a hundred percent autonomy and control over your business. So you may start somewhere and you may actually realize that you need to shift to in a different direction. And that's very normal. And that's actually a part of the business process. <laughs> so don't stress about it. Um, Websites. So if your website doesn't feel right, so you just keep going back and tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking and never actually launching it. Um, Feeling like all the ducks need to be in a row before you can put your business out there into the world. And so absolutely everything needs to be perfect before you tell people that you're actually opening a business and you're ready to take on clients. Um, You know, I see this a lot with um, not telling people the people that you know that you have a business. So I find that this happens a lot. Uh, And I obviously, I totally used to do this too, where um, I would start a new project. I would have a new business. I would have a website. I would have whatever. And I wouldn't tell anyone about it because I was so afraid of people knowing about it and judging me for it. And this actually cuts you off from so many opportunities, I promise you, because actually... Oftentimes the first clients, the first business in a business are people that you know in some way, to some degree. Um, And so what this does is it keeps us in the stage of exploration instead of the stage of implementation. And truly the only way that you can move forward and have success in your business is to implement, right? You've heard me say this before, a business is a science experiment. There is always going to be a degree of testing and learning that has to happen. And the only way to learn what works and what doesn't work is to try things to see what happens and then shift and adapt as needed. So what I want you to do for this one, if you feel like you're identifying this with this and you're like, yeah, Krista, I feel this. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to, um, I want you to write on a sticky note, either both of these or one of these, if one relates to you more, um, done is better than perfect. And take imperfect action. I want you to write one of those phrases or both of those phrases on a sticky note that was done is better than perfect and take imperfect action. And when you find yourself slipping into that state of analysis paralysis or spending way too much time on a task, I want you to put that sticky note beside your computer and I want you to look at it (laughs) because just that conscious realization of saying, oh, actually, feel like I'm getting kind of hung up in analysis paralysis. This is just my perfectionism talking done is better than perfect. Let's put this out there into the world. And that can be really, really, really helpful. So what's number two, number two, uh, in terms of another way that perfectionism is sabotaging your business is it's stopping you from marketing yourself. Um, a business does not grow without marketing. A business will not be successful without marketing. So if you aren't marketing yourself, now is the time to start. Um, and you know, are again here, are you getting stuck in analysis paralysis and is perfectionism? So the desire to do everything perfectly and to put yourself out there perfectly and to present your offer perfectly and to present yourself perfectly is stopping you from getting out there. And I get it. Marketing is vulnerable. It's scary. It feels very nerve wracking to put yourself out there in front of people because what if they judge you? And it is. It's so nerve wracking. But the only way to get past those feelings is to go through it. There's no way around it. We have to develop a level of courage 
that can help us get through those hard, scary things. But again, this is a learned skill. It doesn't happen overnight. And you probably have never had to, and I always like to remind my clients of this, Marketing is probably new to you. It's probably totally foreign to you. And so why do we expect that we're going to be perfect at it right off the bat? You need to treat marketing. You need to treat talking about your business like a new skill. Give yourself the grace to be not great at it at the beginning, because the only way to get good at something is to suck at it first. So number three, what's the third way that perfectionism is sabotaging your business? Well, actually I think that perfectionism makes you unrelatable, right? We're all trying to find people that we can relate to. And guess what? We're all imperfect people. And so I actually think trying to be perfect and put out this air of perfection actually turns a lot of people off, right? We're looking for someone who can relate to us and who we can relate to. And I think it just makes, I think that perfectionism makes us feel professional. It makes us feel legit. It makes us feel in control when in reality, people might just be thinking, well, this person seems to have it all together. I don't. So I don't think that I'm going to be able to relate to them. Or are they going to judge me because I don't have it all together because I'm not perfect. And so don't be afraid to just be your true self, your imperfect self. And I think one of the best examples of this, and this is something that I list, I learned in a podcast or I listened to this story in a podcast. And it was one of those things that I remember to this day. It was the Jay Shetty podcast. Um, and if you don't know Jay Shetty, uh, you should totally look him up. His podcasts are beautiful and wonderful and all about personal development. Um, But anyways, he was talking about how he actually starts a coaching program uh, with somebody by, by saying, at some point in this process, I will let you down because I am an imperfect person and I will not always be able to meet your expectations. Now that's paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he said. That's how I remember it. (laughs) And and then he says, you know, if you're okay with that, then great, let's work together. If you're not, then you probably need to find somebody different. I just thought this was so admirable. This is a person who is highly successful, incredibly successful. His business has absolutely blown up and he's okay with coming to the table as his imperfect self. And I know for me, like if I heard somebody say that to me, I'd be like, thank you right? I'd be like, thank you. Let's work together. (laughs) It's okay. If you make a mistake, it's okay. If an email goes out with a spelling mistake, it's okay. It is okay. We've all been there. Let's all stop trying to pretend that we're perfect because it's doing nobody any favors. Am I right? Am I right? Um, so with that, I would like to wrap up this episode by directing you to some of our awesome freebies. If you haven't downloaded any of those yet, because I feel like they could be really helpful for you depending on where you're at in your journey. Um, So freebies are linked below this episode, Um, but we have a business planning workbook, which is great if you are at the beginning stages of your entrepreneurial journey. Helps to just give you a little bit more focus and direction in terms of your first and next steps. We have a client resource kit, which honestly, this is a great freebie. Uh, It's going to save you a lot of time. There's about five resources within that that you can just start using right away with your clients. And you don't have to create those on your own. You can just use them. 
Uh, you can distribute them to your clients freely. And then lastly, this is a brand new one. Actually, we just came out with a PES statements cheat sheet. Um, and this actually came from Olivia, who is the DSC content manager. She noticed that there was this huge thread in one of the dietitian Facebook groups about how people were looking for a PES statement cheat sheet and couldn't find one. So we're like, well, Hey, let's create one because our mission is all about making it easier for dietitians and dietetic students to build their confidence and build their expertise. So this was super aligned. So we created, created one, um, with immense help from our dietetic intern, Nicole, shout out to you, Nicole, you're amazing. Um, and that's available for you too. So check that out. All are linked below this episode, or you can just go to the website, dietitiansuccesscenter.com and just click the freebie tab. Um, otherwise have an awesome week and I will see you next Thursday.